What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of the Draining Jimmy's podcast. Hopefully, everyone's enjoying their weekend. Uh, lots of stuff happened throughout the week. Uh, it's definitely been an exciting World Series. College football released its playoff rankings, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, exciting games going on in the NHL. I had a terrible week for my picks last week for the NFL. Two and three, definitely not the best. Uh, but uh, round of 16 finished off as well for Europa and for Champions League. So that is set and ready to go for the new year. Uh, we're two weeks away from World Cup. And yes, I will be doing my World Cup special as well, um, which I'm looking forward to doing that too. But what I'm going to kick off with is the World Series, which has been exciting um, to say the least, if from if you're a baseball fan. To me, to me, it has been exciting. Not only that, Game 4 was remarkable to see. We combined no-hitter, which was great. Also good to see uh, Verlander getting his first win the other night when the Astros won 3-2, and Game 6 is going on tonight. Now, we could have a World Series champion depending on when this podcast airs, but again, we're, we're coming near the end of the baseball season. We're, we're, here we are. And going back to what I'm saying, this has been an exciting series. The tone was set game one when you see the Phillies come back five down 5 nothing to win in the 10th inning 6-5. And then you see the Astros re- re- you know, retaliate back. And then you start seeing the pitching and the bats start showing up in the games three and four. Philly wins at home 7 nothing. Astros come back the next game and basically do it in a better fashion, winning 5 nothing and doing it with a no-hitter. And then you have the next game, which is close 3-2. You know, I'm getting, I'm happy Verlander gets his first win. He's been 0-7 uh, when it comes to that, or when it comes to the World Series. So here we are, like, having a remarkable series. Statistically, been great. And Philly, you know what? This is do or die for Philly. Again, I mentioned Philly winning the World Series as my pick. I do like it. I do. I really want Bryce Harper to get that World Series ring. And you know what? Tonight, they they have to. They have to win tonight to extend to a Game 7. And the bats have been a little quiet. Schwarber, who has been consistent with hitting, has been great. Now, again, not everyone was consistent in Game 4. It was, it was a no-hitter. But... You should see, hopefully, see the bats come alive. Now, I'm going to say something, and if you're a Yankees fan, you know, you could take this however you want it, but when you're looking at this series, you're, you're, this is what you were hoping for as a Yankees fan when you're playing the Astros. Like, Kyle Schwarber finished second in the majors behind uh, Aaron Judge in home runs, 46 home runs, which is still not a bad year to have for home runs. And as a Red Sox fan, and any Red Sox fan who potentially listens to this podcast, you kind of are a little ticked off that the Red Sox didn't do whatever it took to keep Schwarber because, again, bats were missing this season. Now, I'm not saying Schwarber would have fixed the Red Sox situation this off this past year and got us to a World Series. I'm not saying that. There's a lot of other issues going on with the Red Sox, but bats missing was one of them. And it would have been nice for them to keep him as well. That would have been a nice compliment to go with Devers, uh, maybe push a little competition with J.D. Martinez, but it was missing something there, especially when you're in a division like the East where the Yankees, the Blue Jays, all do the big bats and go for the big runs. 
you have to go with that because you're going to go into some shootouts sometimes. Now, again, everything changes in the playoffs. But again, like, it, it, take notes, Red Sox fans. It, it does suck a little bit to see that too. But going back to the Astros-Yankee series, this is what you were expecting. And again, like, pitching, everything counts when it comes to the series. Now, the World Series, here we are. This, and to me, I've, I've been liking this. I've been liking the back and forth between the games. I, I do. Again, like I mentioned, game three, seven, nothing for the Phillies. Game four, Houston's do it in a better fashion, shutout, and plus a no-hitter, which is just great. It, it is. It, you know what? For If you're a fan of baseball, not just like the common fan, yeah, I, I watch the World Series, whatever. This is actually great to see. You're, you're seeing bats come alive. You're seeing the pitching do what it needs to do. And, and it's been great. It, it really, really has. Wheeler has been playing well. Javier has been playing well. Uh, as it Waldez uh, as well has been playing great. Like this, these these pitchers are doing great. And you know what? I would I was hoping that Noah Syndergaard would be, you know, a little bit better uh, in this series. We, we will see how it goes. We'll see if there's going to be a game seven again tonight. We may have a World Series winner. I'm, I'm just saying we could. We we could. It's game six. Phillies need to win. They need to push that seven. So, again, like when I said this before, like I do like the Phillies winning, but again, the Astros have so much pressure that they need to prove to win this game. They need to prove to win this series overall because like everything that's been happening before, they need to prove that here. So here we are, game six tonight. We will see how it goes. I'm just going to pull up the starting pitching for tonight. Just to take a look here, Zach Wheeler is going against Valdez. So you're going to see a great pitching matchup tonight. It's going to be great to see. Their, <laughs> when you look at their, their record, record's not the same. It all depends on the games that you're playing, but the ERA is basically the same when you're looking at it here. And now Valdez has had the better postseason uh, record, 2-0. and uh, Postseason for Wheeler is 1-2, 2.67 ERA. 1.42 for Valdez. So it's it's going to be great to see. It is. And I like how MLB's got the the, the stats here between, for against the pitcher. Um, Bryce Harper does struggle against him. He really does. And we just see Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber is, he bats 500 against him. In, uh, two at-bats. Bats 500. So we will, we will see. Like this is where the bats need to explode. And why not in game six? Why not do another comeback in like game one? Just force that game seven and duke it out for that final one. I still like the Phillies to win. Overall, I still like the Phillies to win this series. Um, but they're in a tough spot. Just saying, like every every bat's got to show up. And I hope Zach Wheeler, every pitch is going for him today. That's all I'm saying. It does help when you're a little bit indoors as well. So... Again, we, depending on when this podcast airs or this episode airs, we may have a World Series winner. We might. We, we might. I'm just saying. We might. I'm not saying that they're going to be. I'm just saying there might be a World Series winner. I also said that the World Series would be starting uh, for my last episode. You'd already have it set. Here we are. But I still want the Phillies to push it to a Game 7. I, I really do. I, I really want Herb Harper to get that World Series ring, like for for the career that he's had, this, this is 
helps solidify as one of the game's best. Not the greatest, but one of the best. Um, but again, Philly, this is going to be a tough matchup for Zach Wheeler. And this is where the Astros shine. This is where their experience comes in uh, and helps them dominate and helps them win. That, that's what it is. Uh, college football playoff rankings came out this week. And, oh, man, like the playoff rankings, you, you now take it a little bit more seriously than what you do with the AP Top 25. And, and I've had a couple issues with the AP 25. I have. Now, I did my predictions rankings just because when I do my predictions, I'm predicting, well, well, this is what the AP is going to do. But the playoff rankings came out. And this is where now it gets a little bit more serious. And the rankings are a little bit different compared to what the AP has. Again, I am still a little upset with the past two weeks of ties. I was speaking with a friend uh, earlier this week talking about that. I'm like, how do you have a tie? You can't have two teams the same. You can't. Like, no offense to Ohio State or Tennessee, but w- what makes you think they're both equal? Like, really? You think the college football playoffs is going to put a tie-in when it comes to the playoffs? Like, that's what, that's what you're looking at here. They did it two weeks in a row. You had USC and Wake Forest tied at 10th. Wake Forest, <laughs> Wake Forest doesn't even have a, like, shouldn't have been in the top 15. Like, you have other teams that are better, and I get that there's losses, but again, Wake Forest, like, they are a good school, but to tie them for the top 10, that's, you have to choose one or the other. There, there can't be a tie. There, there shouldn't be. And, like, when you look at the playoff rankings, there is no tie because you can't have a tie. You're trying to determine who's the better team. And, now it's not similar at all. Well, a little bit similar. I shouldn't say it's not like completely wrong. Tennessee was ranked number one, which they have been playing phenomenally. They have a very tough game tonight against uh, Georgia, who's ranked number three in the playoffs. So Tennessee one, Ohio two, uh, three Georgia, four Clemson, five Michigan, six Bama, seven TCU, eight Oregon, nine USC, and 10 LSU. And you know what? I think LSU definitely deserves to be in 10. I really, really do. And they've been playing phenomenally this last couple of weeks. And they definitely deserve what they've been doing. They definitely jumped up. They've definitely been better than UCLA. And I believe, uh, actually, those two clubs did face each other, I believe, earlier. Let me just take a look at uh, LSU's schedule. But again, the, the playoff rankings, this is where you now need to start taking this a little bit more serious because this helps us determine the bowl series. It is. And there are other matchups there, and I'll start talking about those matchups in a moment because some of those games are currently going on as I'm recording this episode. And, and it's, some of them are very, very tight at the moment. A lot of the other games are going on later on tonight. Um, when you're looking at Michigan Rutgers, uh, UCLA is going on later tonight. SC and Cal is playing tonight at... Uh, yeah, playing at 10.30, so hopefully oh, I'll have this recording done and ready to go. So I'm just pulling up their schedule here. Uh, just looking at uh, LSU's schedule, just their two losses. Who did they – they got blown out by te- te- uh, Tennessee. I'm just taking a look here because I'm trying to look at all their wins. So they beat, they lost to Florida State, blew out Southern, they beat out – uh, New Mexico, Mississippi State, Auburn. They lost to Tennessee. 
They beat Florida. They beat Florida when they were ranked. They dominated Old Miss, and they're playing Bama tonight. Okay. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely when I know the rank or the, the records don't really show, but I do like LSU, and especially the matchups that they face. They've beaten a couple ranked teams already, and showing what they did against Old Miss, that was that was great to see. And I know UCLA is ranked, or sorry, is 7-1, and one, just going over their record for the last couple of weeks. Just want to take a look at their one loss. Yeah, they got blown and they lost to Oregon, and that's been their only loss. Next week, not two, sorry, in two weeks is the big one against SC. That's that's the one you really want to focus on for this. But other matchups. Okay, Bama and LSU is playing tonight. That's 6-10. and 10. That's going to be a good one. Bama kind of needs to get on the road again just to bounce back for their style of play over the last little bit. They've definitely struggled. They struggled against Texas. They blew away the game against Tennessee. And I said this to that same friend. As much as Tennessee is ranked number one, and they're well-deserved, they've been playing phenomenal ball, Alabama blew away that game. Their three-run plays of scoring potentially. Now, the field goal they could have missed. But you don't know what the game plan is when you run the ball. That's the thing. Like, needed... 10 yards, 10 extra yards to get the, to help your kicker. Now, I know the kicker went wide right, but when you're looking at it here, you just needed those plays. And again, Tennessee still won the game. Bama still should have stopped them. But now when you look at it here, like it does affect you in the poll, and you may not see Bama in these playoffs. You might not see them in the four. You, you won't. Like Michigan's playing well. Ohio State's playing well. Georgia Tennessee, you're not going to catch up with. TCU may make a run and bounce over you, but we'll see. And again, like this is going to be a big change. It is. It's really hard to try and make a prediction on who's going to win because you're facing some great matchups. Again, Tennessee versus Georgia. You're playing the national champions. And this national champions team hasn't really changed much. Now they're going to face a tougher opponent in with Hooker and Hyatt on Tennessee. You have one of the best offenses but you're facing the best, one of the best defenses in the country with Georgia. So you're definitely going to see some pressure on Hooker today. You, you are. And Bennett's a good quarterback. He really is. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that game goes, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be the best game of the week. It is. Uh, you're also looking at Michigan Rutgers. Michigan should easily win that game. They, they should. Uh, Mich- uh, SC versus Cal. Hopefully for... Some by some miracle, USC's defense has found a way to stop an offense because they have struggled. And it was the same with against Utah. They were the better team against Utah, but for some reason, they couldn't stop that offense. They couldn't slow it down, do anything to help them win. Oregon versus Colorado. Oregon should win that game. TCU and Texas Tech, they're playing right now. TCU is just up by three. Ohio is playing Northwestern. Ohio State's tied at half with Northwestern. This is kind of a little bit of a trap game for TCU. There's actually a trap game for a lot of these games. Again, Michigan, this could be a trap one. SC could have one with Cal. Oregon against Colorado. Uh, Clemson's playing Notre Dame today. We, we know how well, Clemson's been okay. They, they're, they're, what, ranked fourth right now in the rankings. They're doing okay. But this could be a trap game, too. Or Notre Dame's kind of finding their way back. 
they are. But right now, it's we have to wait and see on how this goes. And again, I'm going to do my predictions tomorrow now that the college football playoffs are there. And with these types of games, Bama, LSU, Georgia versus Tennessee, that could change all the rankings tomorrow. It can. Could it change it a little bit? No, but it could have drastic changes with the way everything is going. So we may see Bama back in the number one spot if they pull out the win, if they are able to pull it out. But again, I'll update that all tomorrow. But again, it's going to be exciting. Again, you can't have ties when you're doing your rankings. You have, you're ter- determining who is the best team. That's the one thing I, I had from last week. Other than that, my, like my ranking was perfect compared to last week. I didn't have a tie because I'm choosing who's the better team. And for what's been going on the last couple of weeks, like not much has changed. Georgia didn't really play last week. Georgia didn't play last week. Like you have teams on buys. It's great what they've done. But again, like I'll be, I'll be going and trying to do a prediction with the playoff rankings now that it's out. It, it is. But I'll, I'll do more follow-ups on the next episode of college football. Again, lots of exciting games going on tonight. And there's definitely going to be a lot of changes, whether it's the playoff rankings or the AP rankings. All right, so let's hope that this week I can improve on my NFL picks. Uh, last week went 2-3, and three, which, yeah, it's not good. Um, I really did think the Raiders could pull one out against the Saints. They got blown out. Uh, Colts fell short with basically a minute or so left, giving up a, what was it, 80-some-odd-yard drive by Washington, which, you know, ended with a... Uh, Taylor or Tyler Haneke uh, run in and to win 17-16. Uh, positive note, though, Sam Ellinger did play very well. Tough test tomorrow against the Patriots, which I'm happy with. Uh, definitely going to see his skill set expand more as you're watching that game, too. Definitely going to be a lot of challenges, especially when you're playing against Bill Belichick. But definitely looking forward to watching that game because you're going to see the growth of Ellinger in that game. Now, uh, Giants and Seahawks, that game could have gone either way. Seahawks, who I've talked about this before, playing very well. We played very well against the Giants. I thought the Giants could at least pull one out with this one. Giants did fall. Um, Philadelphia, who just dominated Pittsburgh, played well. And then you had Dallas beating Chicago very easily. And again, I'm I'm sitting at 24-15-1. Looking for a rebound this week. Let's see how it goes. My five games, I'm going with the Bengals versus the Panthers. Bills over the Jets. I'm going with KC over the Titans. Minnesota over the Commanders. And then Chargers over the Falcons. And then, yeah, Bengals over the, the Panthers. So definitely hoping for a 5-0 and weekend. I uh, want to give major credit out to the Philadelphia Eagles. 8-0 to start the season. Just remarkable. And they're they're doing it in a great fashion. Offense is clicking. Uh, The addition of A.J. Brown has definitely made a big change, definitely helped out Jalen Hurts a lot. Also, just the run game, the defense, everything is working on all cylinders. Um, I know I talked about Frank Reich potentially being coach of the year, which is probably not going to happen. He may not even have a job at the end of this season. But Nick Sirianni definitely has to be now the candidate for coach of the year. Just has is having an incredible incredible season so um definitely looking forward to those let's hope for a five and oh 
I would really like uh, to get back on the, the upside with my picks. So we're at the point of the year where we're seeing one league end because we have the World Series going on right now for Major League Baseball. We're at about the halfway point for the NFL. We're about three, two, three, four weeks into the NBA NHL season. Uh, we just had Champions League that just went off. So now the question is, is it time to kind of start panicking? Or should we start looking at our teams and wondering, well, is it time to hit the reset button? Is it time to start tanking? Because I know the NBA had issues with tanking, same with the NHL, NFL as well. So I know I did my list of pretenders and contenders for the NFL. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that, but I did my prediction, and now it's kind of time to look at who the contenders are, who the pretenders are. Is it time to start panicking for teams? And the same with the NBA and the NHL. Um, as well, is it, is it time to start panicking for their teams? Is it is it are we at that point right now where we should start freaking out on how our teams are performing? Now, I think with the NBA and MLB or NBA and NHL, I think it's time to maybe just not hit the panic button yet. November just started. November we're just in the first week of November. The October just ended last week, so we're we're at a certain point where we don't need to really hit the panic now. If we're at the halfway point of the NHL season, maybe that's where we should start panicking. That's where we should start wondering, all right, what direction should we go? And we're actually at that point right now with the NFL. There are plenty of teams where they are struggling. The Raiders are at the point where they're panicking. They made a big trade for Devontae Adams. Now they're at the risk of maybe potentially being the number one uh, pick for next year. But they also just traded that to Green Bay. So Green Bay could have potentially uh, some good weapons for them in the future. Well, if they draft them for Aaron Rodgers. But like the Colts, they're at a midway point of a conundrum where do we just say, you know what, we'll just go for the rebuild. Denver is kind of at that point right now. They just traded away their best defensive player and Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots are kind of in a conundrum right now. Is there a point right now to panic? There's still plenty of football left. There is. There's about... Where are we at? Nine games left for the season again, about the halfway point. Should, should we start throwing in the towel? Some teams have some good records. It's, it's not over yet. The AFC has the ability where you can probably just sneak into seven or six for the wild card. So it, it's, it's at that point where the division might be out of reach. You, you might have to look at it. But in the NFL, or sorry, in the NHL and the NBA, other teams need to be concerning about when we look at it here is there concern for you know like certain teams well yes and no because again like i said we're only about a couple weeks in and i know a lot of people are kind of at that point where should they start worrying about the lakers the clippers listen i I did my prediction at the beginning of the year where teams that i liked uh, or where my top eight would be potential teams that are going to be in the play-in and here, here we are now. I'm just pulling up the NBA record, NBA standings at the moment. Just go over. And the reason why I kind of got into this idea of discussing this about the panic button is, well, Pittsburgh Penguins, which is my one of my hockey teams, or my hockey team, but one of my teams I root for, they started off hot. They're averaging six goals a game for the first, at the beginning of the season, right off the bat. But now they're in a slump where they've lost at least five straight games. So 
it's in time to panic there. There's weakness on the goalie. And they're not like for the amount of goals that they're they were scoring at the beginning, now it's reversed. Now they're giving up that same amount of goals. That's what we're looking at here. But but here we are right now in the in the season. So we're we're looking at it right now. We're about eight, nine games, depending on when your team has played. But you know, Milwaukee's undefeated. You have the Cavs at seven and one. Boston's looking good. Atlanta, Toronto's looking good. Uh, Chicago is at even five. Knicks are at even. Indiana, Washington, 76 if they're all there. Now, Miami, it's time to panic with them. They're at four and six. They're outside the tournament. Like, what are we looking at? No, it's not time for that. There, there's no time to start freaking out and start like, you know, we need to burn this down and go. They have plenty of time to get to where they are. We know how good the Miami Heat are. Brooklyn, change in coach at the beginning of the year. They parted ways. We know what's going on with that organization. Detroit, Orlando, every year there's certain games that they win, there's certain games that they don't, and they do have their fallouts. Pacers are at a different point where they started trading away pieces last season and during the summer. They're a little bit better, especially with the draft picks that they had this year. Chicago, we know what they're good at. And then going over to the West, here we are. You have... You know, the Lakers with LeBron James struggling. Golden State struggling. They're going to find their ways back. We'll see. LA, we know, will have its hit or misses, but we know Golden State will bounce back with the roster that they have. We do know that. And then, but look at the Clippers. Like, the Clippers may have their struggles. Oklahoma's a young team that will start getting back into it. San Antonio, like, it's great what they're doing now, but they're not going to be in that spot later on. And, and I mentioned, like, the teams that are going to look good for the West. You're going to look at Utah, or sorry, not Utah, uh, Phoenix, Golden State, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, and then who else? Uh, so, yeah, Phoenix, Dallas, and Denver. That, that's the teams I was going to look at as the top four. Utah, it's hard to judge because, again, they traded away some big pieces, got some real estate in return. But, like, we're, we're looking at here. So is it time to panic yet for your teams? Not depending on what sport you're watching, you're into, but there's nothing to hit yet. Injuries will happen, streaks will happen, like go. But again, you'd rather be having your troubles now at the beginning of the season when it, instead of coming at April, March, or sorry, March, April, like when you're trying to fight for that final playoff spot. And if I pull up hockey, I'm just going to look at that right now because hockey is at about the same. You're, you're at about nine, 10 games in, you're at the same pace as the NBA. So when we're looking at here, like Boston's got what the best record in the NHL, second best record. They're basically tied with Vegas. Both at Vegas is at ten and two. Boston's at ten and one. Uh, Sabers are doing well. Detroit's doing well. Uh, let's look at teams that are struggling right now. Pittsburgh, who started off hot, is now at the bottom, struggling. Washington's struggling with five and five. Uh, let's see here, Arizona's, you know, they're kind of where they usually are. St. Louis, who has been a playoff team before, Stanley Cup winner, has been in the mix, is struggling right now. Like, let's, let's take a look at Calgary, who should be a little bit better. They're at 5-4. and four. Like, Seattle is doing well. Like, there are some teams that are going to appear hot right out the gate, and then we know what happens at the end. So we'll see. Maybe anything changes. It does. It, it, anything could happen with the way the season's going. It, it all depends on how it goes. And I'm just pulling up the NBA season right now. Like, 
depending on who your team is, yeah, you might start to panic a little bit. Just might. So Bills, 6-1, and one, everyone's loving that. Jets are doing well. Miami, like, if you're an AFC fan, AFC East fan, your teams are doing well. Patriots are having a little bit of an issue. If you're a Bengals fan, you're kind of now starting to worry because you're at 500. Steelers, you're hoping for better. Cleveland, we know. Uh, but, like, the, the AFC West, if you're a Chiefs fan, everything is glory. But if you're a Broncos fan, yeah, it's time to panic for what you did. You traded for Russell Wilson, paid him out a bunch of money, and this is what you're getting for your team. Vegas only has two wins. Two. That's what we're looking at here. Like, looking at teams that kind of have the same equal record with them. Pittsburgh, you're also looking at Jacksonville. You're only a game behind of of uh, Denver. Also compare them to what the West is. Detroit, you have a better record then. And also you have basically the same record as Carolina. So basically right now, Houston and Detroit are both vying for the number one spot. But when you're looking at everything here, like, yeah, Den- like Denver and Raiders right now, you should be panicking. They, they are. Indianapolis Colts, it's too hard to say right now whether or not you should panic. Again, nine games left. For all we know, the Colts go off and win nine games. That's, it could happen. It could. For all we know, they go 8-1, and 11-5-1. Like, it, it, could, it could. Anything could happen. Anything can explode at any time. But the Ravens probably should be better. They should have won a few more games. The Chargers definitely should have won a lot more. But, like, this is the spot that they're in. That's where they are. That's where the struggles have been. Is it time to start panicking, like I said, for all your teams? Yeah. Like, right now for football, if you're a certain fan of a certain team, yeah, it's probably time to start panicking or just start mailing it in. Like, it's, again, we're, we're at that point. Like, when I did my predictions, it's it was tough to see. Like, right now, looking at it, the two best divisions right now in the league are the AFC East and the NFC East. Nobody probably thought that this year. This year. Like, yeah, I expected Philly and Dallas to run that, but right now you have, like, no team is below 500 in that league. And, and those divisions, both. Like, both of them are just killing it. Philly's 8-0. Dallas, Dallas and New York are both 6-2. and Washington's 4-4. Four and four. Look at the East for the AFC. Bills 6-1. and one. Both uh, Jets and Miami are at 5-3. Uh, and three. And then you have the Patriots at Four and four. Like, they are both the best divisions in the NFL. And they're doing great. They really are. And you know what? There's a little bit of issues going on with both. But we know those can get corrected. They're, they're always going to get corrected. And they're going to face some tougher opponents as they go down in the season. Now, like, Philly's going to face some uh, an opponent that could potentially take away their... Uh, undefeated streak. You, you, you never know. Like, they did start off slow with Houston at the beginning. Like, if you watch that game Thursday night, they faced some challenges. They definitely did. You know, were there struggles? Were they over to sort of get over that hump and like get back to their usual situation? Yes, they took advantage of that. But it's, it's remarkable how now some fans, like myself, are starting to worry about, you know, your, your teams at the beginning of the season where they start off hot. And, like, I've always had the mentality, you know, it's it's great what your team does in the beginning of the year. 
And this is a mentality that I have when it comes to Major League Baseball. Like, it's great what you do in April, May, and June, and half of July. It is. It's remarkable. But talk to me after the All-Star break. And maybe I'm kind of just forgetting that mentality right there. Just wait till the All-Star break and see where my team is at. It it happens. It, It does. And sometimes you lose that way. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have success with all those sports teams. I am. Like, I also have the mentality right now of what's going on with the USC. Like, they're, they're great. They're successful right now. They're 7-1. and one. At any time, that can be done with and gone. Like, it's now at that point now where it's bowl eligibility, and your, your goal is to try and get into that top four to get to the playoffs. That's what it is. And you've heard me on these episodes before criticizing USC's defense. But again, like, do I panic when it comes to that? You know, college is a little bit different. But looking at, again, the NBA, the NHL, NFL, like, do you panic so quickly? Not really. It, it does. Like, is it everything scripted where you might know where everything goes? Yes and no. Like, you, you don't know how everything's going to turn out. You never do. Like I said, the AFC East and NFC East are the two best divisions in football this year, which, again, a lot of people did not see, my, yourself included. Like, Baltimore was at the top of the division, did predict that a little bit. I do expect Cincinnati to be a little bit better. We see the inconsistency. They just lost uh, Jamar Chase for about six weeks minimum. Or sorry, minimum four to six weeks. But we'll see. Again, like I expect the Chargers to be a little bit better this year. I expected the Raiders to be more. I did. And if you look at the AFC West compared to the NFC West, they're they're both struggling. Even the NFC East is, or sorry, not the NFC East, the NFC South is a little bit of a struggle too. Like the Atlanta Falcons are leading that by four and four. The uh, the Buccaneers are just awful. They are. And, and I know, we, we know what's going on behind the scenes, but again, this this team is better than what it should. So is there, a, is there, are we at the point now where it's time to kind of start to panic a little bit and wonder what should we should do next in regards to seeing what the team does? Is it at that point? Maybe. <laughs> that's that's my answer here. I know I'm not giving a clear, definitive answer, but here we are. That's what we're looking at. And again, it's it's for basketball and hockey. It's only November. The season doesn't end until the end of April. Playoffs are going to be around the corner. So it's we're at the point, but like right now, it just got into my mind. Like, should we start being concerned about certain things, like when regards to our sports season, potentially? It, it it is what it is, but this is my little bit of a rant for the episode. But again, like we, we kind of need to start wondering what changes do our teams need to make? How far can we see how those adapt? And sometimes at the beginning of the season, those changes do matter before we get into like the All Star break. It, it does. So, but again, like things happen in sports. It does. A lot of things included, like injuries. You know, you, you think a roster is going to do well and it doesn't like it, it. It's that's how the game goes when you look at it. That, that's how it is. So, but again, like here, here we are now um, going on, be going, moving on from my little rant about, you know, the panic button. Uh, you know, we, we still have plenty of stuff to go through just to catch up on uh, Champions League, just to keep up with that as well because again the final 16 was 
already, or the final 16's already been set. We, we have everything ready to go. Napoli, Liverpool, moving on. Porto, Club Bruges, moving on to that. Byron, which I am concerned just because he lost Alfonso Davies with the World Cup. That's tough. Byron, Inter, both going on. Barcelona will not be moving on to the 16. You have Tottenham and Endrock moving on. Uh, we're looking at Chelsea, Milan going through. Uh, Real and Leipzig going on as well. Man City, Dortmund both going through. Benfica, PSG going through. Two Portuguese clubs going through, which are great. Uh, let me just take a look at everything. No, Sporting did not make it through. And then just going to go check Europa League, just because that also finished around at the same time too. And very happy that Manchester United did get through to the next round. So let me just take a look here. Group A, obviously Arsenal, PSV made it through. Fettenbog and Renes made it through as well. Uh, Real Betis and Roma made it through. Uh, we have Union Saint-Germain uh, going through. Let me just make sure I pronounce that correctly. Sorry. Union Saint-Gilois, my apologies. Uh, going through Union Berlin, going through as well. Uh, Real Sociedad and Manchester United, both tied, but Real with the tiebreaker. Uh, going through for Group F, uh, Manu with the 1-0 win the other night, which was great to see. And then we had uh, Group G, SC Weiberg, Nantes going on too. And then Fernikovos, sorry if I butchered that club name, uh, in Monaco for the final Group H to go through to the next stage. Uh, round of 16 matchups should be announced soon, uh, but we are going to be uh, seeing the World Cup in the next couple of weeks, will be, which will be great. I'll be doing that special, like I mentioned earlier. But it's just phenomenal to see it. It, it, it is. And November is going to be an interesting month. It is. It's going to be a great time for sports. Now, it does suck that baseball will be ending. Uh, but you do have college football going on. That's just going to be going on multiple days throughout the week. Uh, college basketball is just starting to kick off. But again, you have the NFL. You have... Uh, Major League Soccer, well, actually, no, there won't be any soccer because of the World Cup break because uh, MLS is now coming near the end as well. But you have the NFL, you have the NBA, NHL, you also have World Cup going on, which will be an exciting time. And I did mention college sports as well. But it is going to be a fun time to watch if you are a sports fan, especially throughout your day with games going on throughout the day. Uh, and then you go into your evening as well to catch up on your other world of sports too. But I am looking forward to it. It is going to be a fun time. I uh, definitely will be doing my special as we get closer and closer to the date. But it, it is going to be a great time for November. It, it really is. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to watching this. And I know a lot of struggles have gone on with uh, setting up this World Cup leading to it. But we'll, we'll see how it all proceeds once it kicks off in a couple of weeks. Uh, so hopefully you do enjoy that month. So that's it for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've been enjoying your weekend as well. Just to recap, um, I will be doing my prediction tomorrow morning for college football playoff rankings. Uh, there are a lot of games going on tonight, which have a lot of impact of what the rankings could be. Uh, just a recap on my picks, um, Bengals, Bills, KC, Minnesota, and we have the Chargers as my five picks as well. Hopefully the Colts 
and Sam Ellinger do well tomorrow facing the New England Patriots, which will be a great matchup. Looking forward to that. Now, next episode, I'll recap the college football playoff rankings as well as my prediction. Uh, AP Top 25 comes out on Sundays. College football rankings is coming out on Tuesday. So I'll recap those, talk about my picks, catch up on uh, the World Series because Game 6 and 7 will be happening over this weekend. Uh, Look at how SC did. Look at how my NFL picks. Uh, Catch up on some NBA, some NHL as well. Also, World Cup special will be happening in the next week or so. Uh, So I'll have that plus a top 10 going into that too as well and catch up on much, much more. So again, hopefully you enjoyed tonight's episode. Have yourself a great night. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. (laughs) 